Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share a couple of things um, that you guys might relate to in regards to, I would say in regards to one of the symptoms of complex PTSD. And then I also wanted to share how I'm organizing going about pursuing some different things in my life because I think if you're able to keep them organized it's a very important part of not getting scatterbrained and um, not becoming hopeless about them Um, and so tonight was a good night to do that it's actually kind of late it's between 12 30 and 1 a.m. And I stayed up late because tomorrow um, I I bought a new mattress for, it was like a New Year's sale, um, and it's going to be delivered tomorrow, and so I took the day off work tomorrow, so tonight I'm just staying up late because it'll be delivered a little in the kind of the afternoon, but we're having a, a bit of a snowstorm right now, and it's literally snowing outside my window like quite a bit. It's pretty, but it's, I can tell it's going to be a little rocky and I'm glad I'm not having to go out tomorrow. So it's nice to look at. Um, and I also mentioned that the first week of January, some of my interests that I'm going to be pursuing, particularly things to earn more income to put towards a retirement account. Um, I didn't really start reaching out on those things, meaning reaching out for assistance because the first week of the, the year, a lot of places are closed and people are off work, people are on vacation. So this is the second week of the year. So um, this week I'm going to start doing these things and I hope to do them tomorrow, which is technically today, I guess. Um, it's super early. But so my um, one thing I'd, I had already reached out about, um, I told you guys that there was a local author and I came across one of his books wrote a book about UFOs and I, um, he happened to be from here from where I live and I saw that he wrote a book about how to write your own memoir and I've thought before about writing a book about complex PTSD like a work a workbook um, like a, um, a workbook on you know maybe things that have worked for me regarding complex PTSD and um, kind of surviving it or living with it, maybe, um, living with it in a, a better way. I don't know. Um, and then I'm also going to work on my, um, sort of short stories or screenwriting type stuff. And I'm going to work on the stories more. I'm not going to reach out to an agent this week, but I'm going to maybe search where agents might be, but work on the stories more. Um, cause I, I'd have to have them ready and have like a query letter, a query letter ready for an agent. Um, so that's something I'm going to be working on. And again, my, the writing and, um, also my history podcast, those are ways of earning some extra money. And again, that would be primarily, um, going towards a retirement account, um, money earning from those, um, is my goal is that's what I hope. Um, and then some of the 
things I've already told you about this week, you know, things related to the history podcast, I've already mentioned things that it would be about. And I would also incorporate books I've been reading at the library. Um, and I'm also going to reach out to, or at least try to find the best sort of financial planner, um, retirement account advisor that I can find to discuss different aspects related to finances. Um, for example, I have a 401k at one of my jobs, and then I also want to, you know, start really saving towards a independent retirement account, individual retirement account, and maybe put some of my money from one of my current jobs towards that regularly. Um, it'd be my massage job. And, you know, I need to find someone specifically to reach out to, to set up like a, a meeting of some sort with them. Um, so those are some of the things that I'm doing. Um, and I, it really helped me when I received my civil war books from somebody. I think I told you that a few weeks ago, somebody was giving me their collection of like, it's a 25 book collection of civil war books. Um, they all came out at the same time and they all look the same kind of, but they're all about different specific topics um, regarding this United States Civil War. And whenever I was able to get those, and I told you guys I wanted them in a particular place, one where they could be out and you can see them. So they're visual, you know, they're not hiding away somewhere. Um, and two, I um, wanted them in the living room. I didn't want them in my bedroom where I felt like they would be not seen as much. I didn't want them in my workout room because that's my workout room and they weren't going to go in the kitchen. So I really wanted a specific place in the living room and I happened to find a table that looks kind of like a bookshelf. It's like a small wooden table that's like two layers kind of almost like two shelves. And so it's like the perfect size and everything so that they all fit together really well on that table and it's just the right height but the it was in my bedroom that table had my tv on it and so it gave me a really good excuse to move my bookshelf in my bedroom to where I could have my tv on it so it's by the plug-in and it got me encouraged to clean off that bookshelf which I've been wanting to clean off for a couple years and I finally did that and that's what got me to getting organized for what I'm doing now so whenever I clean up that bookshelf and organize my binders, I put certain binders in one basket that were related to my writing, my history podcast, and this podcast. And the other binder is related to my financial. There's a financial binder, and then there's like a binder on euthanasia type stuff, um, which is something that I is like a pet project kind of, of mine, um, which I've talked about on here before. But... Um, so tomorrow is like the first day I'm really going to be doing this. Um, and again, you know, it, the way that I organize some of these things is making sure I know exactly where the binder is related to that project. So short stories or history podcasts, but also knowing, you know, the purpose behind what I'm doing. So knowing that a couple of these things are going towards having that extra income and hopefully they'll work. And I know that they'll take time. Like there are things you just can't rush. Um, cause if I rush the, it'll, it'll like, I'll like wear myself out. 
Um, and that's one reason I want to start putting one of my other work checks towards that individual retirement account, like 50% of the check or something. So there's something coming from a stable location that's already there that can start going towards that. Um, but these, this is just kind of how I'm organizing things. And the thing that I wanted to mention in regards to um, one of the symptoms of complex PTSD, um, one of them can be, and maybe I shouldn't even say that this is a symptom. I think it's part of a symptom is substance abuse. So a lot of people who struggle with complex PTSD or PTSD, um, substance use disorder can be like part of that. And um, I actually saw my counselor today regarding that. And I, I've told you guys before, I talked to her about substance use. I also talked to her about my complex PTSD and things going on in like my immediate life with people connected to that complex PTSD. Um, and, you know, I had a very personal kind of chat with her um, where I talked about um, like my primary abuser and the accident that I had in October. And I pointed out to her, which I've said to you guys, I find it very interesting that, um, you know, I still communicate with this person, the person who was my primary abuser. And there's really a, a, a narcissistic type of like a, a relationship. Um, it's a, it's very, disorienting so even me talking about it is disorienting but um you know when you grow up with an, um, a narcissist and they're abusive to you um the way that they communicate with you is um it messes with your mind in a way um but whenever i had this accident back in october um that I've talked about on here before, I found it so interesting what this narcissist person, narcissistic person, I found it so interesting what they didn't do. Um, and this is something that they've done for years or something that they haven't done for years is they didn't um, call or even try to see if I was okay. Like, um, which I found interesting. Um, so we had a discussion about that today, you know, maybe, maybe that's how they, you know, maybe they don't know how to communicate, um, on a personal level like that. Um, and I thought, yeah, I mean, cause I told her the counselor, I said, no, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, she asked something along the lines of, do they normally communicate with you on, on a regular basis? And I said, no, um, they don't, but I don't know. In my mind, I would just be thinking if something, you know, bad happened, I would, I would call and say like, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, um, I just, I just found it interesting. I just found it interesting that, it's what they don't do 
that's very telling. You know, it's just that sign of neglect. And I realize I'm 41, you know, I'm an adult. Um, but it's still, it's still there. And this is part of the reason why I always say, you know, if you've cut off your primary abuser, like the person that abused you, or the or if you've cut off the person that enabled the abuse or the systemic people involved in the abuse, it can be a whole bunch of people that you've cut off. I always say, don't go back because um, I even refer to it today as like a snake pit. You know, it's like going back into a snake pit. Like, why would you do that? Um, you know, so it's, it can be very slippery. Um, and so I, you know, in, in my view, it was like, it was just very telling what they what they didn't do. So I just wanted to kind of share that a little bit. And I was very um, upfront with her. And I've been very upfront with you guys too. Um, so I have struggled over the years with thoughts of harming myself. And she, she asked me about that today. Um, you know, have I had any thoughts like that? And I told her I had that super depressing day like last Wednesday or something. Um, and I also told her that I reached out to different groups, um, about euthanasia for people. Um, and I'm not trying to encourage any of you guys to do this or anything, or, you know, support a certain movement, but, um, you know, I've, I told her that I did reach out to different groups about that after I've seen a couple of shootings. Um, and I've sent messages to different groups like the ACLU and, um, like a death with dignity group, I think. And then, um, one of my state representatives and said, you know, I, I wish that there was more quality of life education in schools, particularly like if students could do job shadowing when they're like 14 because I think they do this in Switzerland. Um, I watched the whole video and I, I'm pretty sure they're 14 and they start job shadowing. So they get to know what they actually like to do. Because sometimes you learn you don't like what you thought you would like. Um, so they start them at 14 in job shadowing. And, um, you know, it's just that's part of it. And just um, maybe getting to know your interests more. Because obviously if you're job shadowing you're thinking about your interests, right? And I always say getting to know your interests is one of the biggest ways to get out of toxicity um, and, you know, get your identity back. So if you have your identity and you're gaining your identity at 14, I could see them being more hopeful, like the students would be more hopeful and there would be less of all this crazy shootings at schools and stuff, in my opinion. Um, but for adults who have like long-term chronically hopelessness that they know they will have forever and they chronically have thoughts of wanting to end their life you know in my opinion there should be euthanasia for that like you should be allowed to do that ethically with a doctor um and you know not have all these people who end up on the streets and this is just people in these situations who end up on the streets. Everybody on the streets doesn't have the same problem. Um, but they end up, you know, losing hope and losing their minds. Um, they end up, 
you know, living forever in a, a hospital. They end up just chronically abusing substances because they've given up. I mean, you know, or they, they go on a rampage. Like, they lose their minds and go on a rampage. Um, I just think that there should be an option for people like that. Like, because so many of these shootings, like I've said before, they're, they're violent suicides is what they are. It's a violent suicide. Um, and so every time I see one on TV, you know, I always think, I wonder if they would have benefited from it. You know, it's something that I've never heard anyone ever say before. Um, so maybe it's something new. Maybe I came up with something new. Who knows? Um, but you always hear like the same old talking point. It's like, I won't even get into it, but it's just, you know what it is. It's the same old talking point about that stuff that they've been doing for decades. Um, and I wanted to leave this on a, a bit of a positive note cause that's, you know, pretty divisive and dark. Um, I actually find it hopeful. Um, but one thing I, I wanted to share. So I told you guys, I've been reading different books and stuff. Um, and one book that I happen to pick out, which I normally would not because one, it's brand new and I'm checking out books starting from the first shelf. So they're not new books for the most part. Um, but this was a brand new book. Like it just came out this past month and it's called the little book of exoplanets by Joshua Wen. and exoplanets are basically like. I just learned this, but they're planets that orbit other like stars, which are suns basically. Um, so that's what exoplanets are. But I learned about Pluto because I told you guys January 20th, Pluto is coming into my, um, my sign, the Aquarius sign. And I'm not really into like astrology all that much. Um, but when I read about it, um, cause I didn't know this was happening. It's the first time in like 220 years that it'll be in my sign for a long period of time, for several months, from like January 20th to September. And it's supposed to bring like really amazing things, like hugely life-changing positive things. Um, so I felt like, you know, that I'm getting started on these things this week and that's happening on the 20th that maybe it's know some super cool stuff will happen but i learned in this book the little book of exoplanets um and by the way the guy that wrote this if you care um he's a professor of astrophysical sciences at princeton university um but he wrote that um i didn't know this but pluto apparently is not one of our nine planets and that's been the thing since like 2005 um but i didn't even know that and um it's part of what's known as like the Cooper belt or the Cooper belt. And it's part of a collection of small icy. The Cooper belt is part of a collection of small icy rocky bodies found beyond the orbit of Neptune. And I didn't know that. I also didn't know that Pluto is only half the size of the United States. Like that's, that's really small and it's a dwarf planet. But I just thought that was kind of cool that I learned about uh, something about Pluto and I had just heard about Pluto. So I thought that was kind of neat. Something that's completely modern and up to date. Because um, again, I thought it was one of our nine planets, but apparently we only have eight planets in our solar system. So anyway, um, I just wanted to share the 
little bit of wisdom I gained this week. Um, and again, I can't stress enough how much the uh, the reading at the library, it really makes me feel better. Like, I also told that to my counselor today, so I should share that with you. Um, the biggest thing that I that I have that I struggle with in my, my counseling um, is between, I would say, 5... 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Certain days, not every day, but certain days, I struggle with this very significant amount of boredom. Um, And part of that, a lot of that is self-induced. It's because one, I do tend to be a a homebody and I do tend to isolate. Um, And I used to feel some of those hours in with drinking, which I've been open to you guys about. Um, and that was just literally a way to pass the time, which is sad. But ever since I, I haven't drank since October, um, and, um, filling in those, those hours by having a mission, which is reading in order to learn new things, things that I just didn't know. I told my counselor today, it's the first time anything like that's ever worked, ever. Um, You know, I exercise, I, I get online, I'm on, I follow like different channels on YouTube and I could be on there for hours. Um, And, you know, I've told you guys that doing like this puzzle, it kind of helps me stay, gets my mind off things, but I know that's temporary. I'm not going to do 10,000 puzzles, right? Um... But the reading is something that I can, I can consistently go back to. And even if I literally go through um, every book in the, in the freaking library, and I'm mostly going to stick with nonfiction, um, you can always just start back over. Because I'm not reading every book on every shelf. I'm reading two to four books per shelf. And I'm literally skimming most of them um, and just picking up you know, things to learn. And I've already learned a lot, but I told my counselor today, so this could be hugely significant for you too. Um, it's the first time I've ever been able to find something to fill that void. Like I've never found anything ever. Um, so I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And I, I told her, cause it's always the one thing that I circle. Cause I have to fill out like these little forms sometimes with my counselor and you know, it, it always asks, how are you filling in time? So you, you don't have boredom. And I usually say exercise or I say cooking or I don't know, something like that. Um, you know, trying to communicate with friends or something, but this is one of the first times that I could say, cause see, I haven't seen her since then. I haven't seen her since I first started doing this with reading these books. I haven't seen her for about three weeks. I think, I think it was like December 16th or something. I was there last. Um, and so, but I think the last time I talked to her was like December 11th or something, whatever day it was. So it's been a while since I've seen her. Um, and, that was, that was a huge achievement. So I can't stress enough because I know a lot of people with complex PTSD struggle with isolation. 
and isolation leads to boredom and you know uh this is something that's literally working and i'm i feel happier like i feel like i'm learning something and i'm um i'm just pleasantly surprised so i can't stress it enough and again you know you know it's not about reading every single word or every single page um but having it be like a mission that i just wanted to learn more about things i don't know about and you know usually i'm bored with reading so the for the fact that i'm not bored with it um you know if there's certain subjects that i don't understand like when i read that book the art of computer programming um there was so much math in it i took it back like the next day cuz i was like this is math this is just a lot of math you know i'm not going to try to understand this so I, i took the book back but i looked at like the first few pages to kind of learn about you know the beginnings of computer programming and algorithms and all that stuff but um you know it's not about reading every single page it's just kind of learning something so like for example from the exoplanet book i learned about pluto and i learned what exoplanets were and then i i skimmed through a few pages and saw the photos and it's a pretty easy read actually it's a book that i think you'll probably enjoy um but I didn't read every single page. I don't know everything he's talking about. Um, but it was neat to learn a few things from it and I do feel like I learned a lot just from reading a few pages. Mostly it was chapter 8 in that book. But again, that was by um Joshua Wynn. Um so I just wanted to share some of these things um that I'm things I'm going to be doing this week, you know, kind of getting a few more things off the ground and things related to my writing and my history podcast and a workbook if I do one and my my money and seeking out a financial advisor um some things I talked about with my counselor so um I hope everybody has a a good day tomorrow and I hope I have a good day tomorrow too because I will be at home all day I don't think it should be depressing um because I have some of those I have some other books to read and some of those uh scientific american magazines which i also highly recommend if you want to get your mind off of your problems those are are really easy good reads so scientific american magazines so this is the complex ptsd guy signing off